1: Live 95 is asking you to support the Irish Red Cross Ukraine crisis appeal. Fighting and shelling continues across Ukraine with grave humanitarian consequences. Every minute more women and children are suffering without even the basic human essentials. Please donate right now at live95fm.ie forward slash aid and Live 95 and our sister stations uh, so far through the generosity of listeners uh, have raised over 40,000 euro and we're trying to push on as best we can and Charlie Lamson is uh, with me on the line now of the Irish Red Cross Ukraine crisis appeal uh, good morning to you Charlie
0: good morning thanks for having me on
1: so one of the questions that obviously we've been getting from listeners as uh, we have launched and sustained this campaign over the last few days is uh, where does the money go and why is it important for the Irish Red Cross uh, tell me about that
0: sure i mean all of the money that we're raising for the ukraine crisis appeal is going to the red cross society within ukraine but also within the the red cross organizations within the neighboring countries that would be poland uh romania hungary moldova um and it it, basically we've got a situation where there's about 1.2 million people at latest count that are fleeing across the border into these countries. Most of them have fled without, you know, with just the clothes on their back. I mean, the the pictures that we've all seen in the last few days are absolutely horrific. The types of support that we're providing are essential needs, as you've mentioned. So it is food, water, medical supplies, and shelter. Um, So the support that the Irish public has given us has been incredibly overwhelming. Um, But it's also just so urgently needed, uh, you know, for all of these people.
1: And, and the fact that it is money that you need first and foremost. So yeah. why yeah. that over supplies, for
0: example? We've had a huge interest, as, as you can imagine, in people providing supplies. But if you picture the situation that is there, is that ten days ago, you know, it was a completely different you know situation. And because it is so fluid, the in order to to be able to send supplies, you need to have logistics. You need to have places for it to go for people to receive it we need to be clear on what that is. And because it is it is such a, a, a moving situation, right now the Red Cross are looking are asking people to give financial support rather than food and clothing and things like that. That will evolve in time and they are working you know tirelessly to try to put together a structure to be able to receive things of that nature. But at this point it's just it's, it's, this has happened so quickly that there just is no place for, for, you know, these kind of gifts to go.
1: Right. And we're talking to Charlie Lamson of the Irish Red Cross Ukraine crisis appeal. And just to reiterate again that uh, Live 95 uh, it doesn't take any money here. This money that yeah, we're he is going to uh, the Irish Red Cross. Um, it, it's so harrowing. I mean, I, I played a clip of the audio from a video that's going around of a, a young Ukrainian child who apparently was without anyone in terms of his family with him as he wow. approached the border. And to hear those cries and to see the sort of scenes that we are seeing at the wow. moment. And and I suppose, Charlie, it's probably just scratching the surface of the awfulness of what's happening.
0: I, I can't even. I mean, it, it's impossible to imagine the reality of, of what that must be. I mean, that's a horrific story you're talking about there. I mean, the, the numbers, if we're talking about 1.2 million people you know, fleeing across the border, you're still talking the number of people that are impacted is about 18 million. I mean, there's, there's still obviously millions of people that haven't left the country that are still in the middle of that conflict area. And I don't know how they're doing it, but the Ukraine Red Cross are there in the middle of a, of, of a war situation uh, doing everything they can. In addition to the essential services that I was talking about before, they're doing things of rebuilding uh, infrastructure. You know, let's keep the water going. How do we keep, you know, the, the electricity grid, all of these things so that you know, they're really working as much as possible to, to, you know, just make things bearable for as many people as they can.
1: Yeah. And it is such a, an enormously important international symbol, isn't it? The Red Cross, mm. or I think in certain parts of the world, for reasons of sensitivity, it's the Red Crescent. But it, it is such a well-known symbol of international aid.
0: Yeah. And it's been an honour to be a part of it. I mean, this is this is what they do. And, and, and the Red Cross is the only organisation... Uh, that is really equipped to provide this kind of support so it's it is it's you know there's 14 million red cross volunteers globally Um, and the, the way that it works is there's an international federation of the red cross that is the central coordinating mechanism for the irish red cross for the ukraine red cross for all of this so it's we're really tied into a very profound structure of support for people during humanitarian crises such as we're seeing right now.
1: And Charlie, presumably huge knowledge comes with that huge experience, unfortunately yeah. of dealing with terrible conflict
0: zones like this one. Yeah, indeed. There's a lot of very dedicated people doing everything they can right now.
1: Right. Charlie, tell yeah. me as well um, I know people have been pledging accommodation um, in mm-hmm. Ireland to, to take yes. in refugees from Ukraine. Yes, yeah, so we have what is called a register of pledges.
0: And if somebody's interested, I would encourage them to go to the, our website, which is redcross.ie, um, and they will be able to find that there. We've had over four thousand people uh so far offer accommodation. That might be a room in their home. If people have a vacant property that they're not using, people have been offering that. And then we have a team that will then go out and visit them and, and talk and, you know, go through the process of, of making the right fit. Uh, for the people that might end up living in these in these uh, homes um, with the family that's offering them or the individual that's offering them. So there's a lot of coordination. I mean, that's, that's a, another big part of what we do. Um, we have another program called the Community Sponsorship Program where we work with a community uh, where they would put together a committee um, and basically coordinate a community-wide network of support for people that are, are having to... Uh, for refugees coming into their communities. So it's, it's really crucial to, to help people you know, feel, feel welcome and, and begin to start their lives again.
1: I'm, I'm going to ask you this, Charlie Lamson of the Irish mm-hmm. Red Cross Ukraine Crisis Appeal, because we have got some of this response, and I think it's important that we address it. There are people who have said, look, we have a housing crisis of our own here. We, you know, we have yeah. problems on our own doorstep. What's your message to them?
0: I uh you know I it's a, it, I just think it, for us right now our focus is on supporting these refugees that are just in such a, a critical situation. I mean of course it, we get into um you know bigger pictures but at this point I'm I'm just squarely focused on trying to do what we can for for these people and and the, the generosity on behalf of the public of people that have offered a room or a home to them is 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 overwhelming. Clearly, there are um, issues, I think uh,
1: we heard the Irish government say this only last night, of vetting and being very, very careful about yeah. the pledges because you already have extremely vulnerable, terribly frightened people, exactly. s- some of whom have family connections here and that will help, but a lot of whom are going to turn up on our shores and honestly probably would have found it difficult to
0: find Ireland on a map. True, true. So there's, Yeah, exactly. So that gets back to my point around the, the community sponsorship. Where if it, it, it you know, if you had never considered that your life might end up in Ireland, uh, and suddenly here you are, whereas two weeks ago you had a neighborhood and a home and a family, you know, and your local shop and, and all the things that we take for granted. And suddenly here you are. You've been through that gauntlet of, of whatever that is that people are having to go through and you've arrived in Ireland not speaking the language, bewildered about where you are, you know, that, that type of community outreach is, is just it's overwhelmingly powerful, and the people that are, have done it are, are simply tremendous people. And it's something I've always been very proud of, especially, I think, more broadly in Ireland, is, is I think Ireland has been very, very accepting of, of you know people from different cultures within the community. I mean, I, I myself, you might have picked up from my accent, I'm from the States, and I've lived here for a long time. But it's something I've always been very proud of in, in being here, because it's, it's tremendous.
1: Charlie, how did you yourself get involved in the Red Cross?
0: Well, I've been working as a fundraiser for a lot of years, um, and I worked, I've worked for, for a um, human rights organization for a long time called Frontline Defenders. But with the Red Cross, I started uh, a year ago, and it just seems like it, what's interesting about the Red Cross is that it's a, a mix of uh, domestic and international programs. And, and one thing is to give a shout-out to all. Of, we have about 3,000 volunteers in Ireland who are providing you know, medical support, uh, support for refugees as we've been talking about, youth programs. And all of these people are doing it simply out of out of you know their own kindness and their time, and it's a tremendous service to us. So, uh, it's a great organization to be involved with.
1: Yeah, you mentioned previous work with frontline defenders. The memory of Martin Sheen, the actor, being heavily involved there, and others, not that right?
0: <laughs> yeah, good memory. Yeah, yeah.
1: exactly. Yeah, over, over the years. Yeah. Okay, Charlie. Well, look, I I, I think it, the biggest thing that is really striking by me. I mean, I, there are two things. First of all, I was thinking last night, how would I do if, if I and my family suddenly found ourselves dislocated to anywhere? I mean, if you were dropped in the middle of New York mm-hmm. um, with uh, no connection or understanding and it's not a nice visit, it's rather, well, you're here for now or anywhere else. And I'm not suggesting that New Yorkers wouldn't be very helpful. <laughs> they, Of course, they yeah. would. But my point being, that sense of dislocation is one thing. And the other thing that we're getting a lot from our listeners is, you, why is this resonating so strongly with us in a way that sometimes other conflicts in other parts of the world haven't?
0: Yeah, I think it's, I mean, look, th- th- there, are, there are a lot of, of you know, very, very difficult situations throughout the world. And in a lot of the countries in the developing world, you know, it's, the poverty is incredible, but it is re- more remote for us. And I think as we're looking at these images, and we, there's, a, there's a sense of the proximity of this as well, and it's also just the starkness of it. I mean, I, I certainly, I, you know, we're very focused as, as being a neutral organization focused on the humanitarian side of this. But never in my life have I seen, you know, another country move in, in in the capacity that Russia has moved in, you know, and, and just have that such an aggressive displacement of people um, so quickly. And it's so it's, I don't know, it's, it's a difficult one. And I think as many people as we asked, it would all have perhaps slightly different answers to it. But it, there is something just so stark about it.
1: You yeah. Know? And, and finally, I mean, the other thing I think a lot of us are finding is that different feelings come in waves, you know. Um, there are yeah. moments when I feel incredibly angry about what's happening and then times when i'm shocked and times when i'm sad and times then when people want to reach out and help i mean how do you manage those emotions yourself doing what you do
0: uh, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you it's, it's difficult because um, it is it is the shock that we're all feeling of watching these images and trying to get your head around what this is but then it's it's as, a, as somebody who is heading up the fundraising effort for the red cross the public outpouring, this is something where, where I feel like we on, who, are, who are raising money are, are, you know, a link in this chain of very real, impactful support for people who desperately need it. And that is, is quite overwhelming. And it's the amount of public support we've raised collectively as a country, 12 million euro since Saturday last. It is. And that is that is the public donation alone. So that is, you know, five euro, 20 euro people giving what they can and and it it just says so much about you know the hearts of people and 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 the level of empathy that people have so it's yeah it's it's been quite a quite a 10 days for me on a personal
1: level, I have to say. I believe it. All right. Well, listen, thank you and all of your colleagues uh, with the Irish Red Cross and the Red Cross in that region uh, for your uh, amazing work. That's Charlie Lampson of the Irish Red Cross Ukraine Crisis Appeal and Live 95 is asking you to support the appeal. Please donate right now at live95fm.ie forward slash aid and check out Live ninety five social pages for more. Call Limerick today now. On 46 19 95.